Hi, I'm Billy. My name's Owen. And I'm Rosie. I'm Rachel, and I'm a voiceover for XTS. Instead of listening to us, this could be your advert. With any of our voices. Why not contact Extreme Technology Solutions today? And let us be the voice of your product or service. Visit www.xts.ie for more information. Extreme Technology Solutions. Extreme Technology Solutions. Extreme Technology Solutions. Experts connecting you. Experts connecting you. Experts connecting you. The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E media.ie. Audio visual from an Irish perspective. This is the All Things Techie Podcast. Hello, hello, it's Justin Dawson. It's episode 31 of the All Things Techie Podcast. Coming up in episode 31 Apple and Ireland versus Europe. Who won and what did Ireland win? Zoom unveils the new Zoom from home range. Will Zoom dive further down the rabbit hole with Zoom for education? Skype versus Zoom. Which do you prefer? Google unveils the latest Nest speaker. Amazon says it will not ban TikTok from employee phones. And UK's failure in creating a contact tracing app for COVID-19. The All Things Techie Podcast. Subscribe, like, and share. Yes, if you're watching us on YouTube, please click that little subscribe button and subscribe to our video channel on YouTube. You can also contact us through Twitter. It is tweet, tweet us at AB Tech Junkies. You can tweet myself at Justin or Dawson. All the information of our web of our show is available on our official website, www.allthingstech.ie. And of course, we are an audio podcast as well. So go into your favorite app store, click the subscribe button, and you never miss any of our programs. So Busy week, listeners. Um, the past week has just flown by again. And Ireland wins appeal in the 13 billion Apple tax case. You're this judgment annuls the Apple state aid decision of the European Commission of August 2016. Ireland has always been very clear that based on Irish law, the correct amount of Irish tax was charged and that Apple provided, that Ireland provided no state aid to Apple. Europe's second highest court ruled on Wednesday last that the Republic of Ireland did not give Apple illegal state aid, overturning a European Commission decision four years ago. Four years ago, it doesn't feel like four years ago that the iPhone maker owed revenue, the Irish tax revenue, 13.1 billion back in taxes. You know, part of me says that even if this wasn't won uh, by Ireland and Apple, surely the Irish government could do with 13.1 million at the moment because of COVID-19 and because of what, will end up probably a global recession but however the general court in luxembourg ruled that the commission did not succeed in showing the 
legal standard that Apple received tax advantages from Ireland. The ruling may still be appealed by the Commission before the Court of Justice of the European Union, the EU's highest court. It could take up to a further three years before final outcome in this case, stemming from the world's biggest ever antitrust decision. Most of the 14.3 billion collected by government in 2018 following direction from the Commission, including 1.2 billion of interest will remain in escrow until a final verdict is delivered. The ruling marks another setback for the European Competition Commissioner, Margaret uh, Vestager, who has uh, made a tax crackdown a centrepiece of her time in office and said on Wednesday that her team is considering its next step in relation to the case. This isn't going to go away. (laughs) It's it's another three years in the making, listeners. Uh, I can't keep up with it. It's, you know, do we want the tax? Do we not want the tax? Some governments may, uh, and politicians in Ireland might, might say that money will come in very useful. Other members would say, uh, no, you know, it's Apple. We don't want Apple to leave Ireland. That I think that's what it comes down to, really, listeners. Um, they, there's a lot of people employed in Ireland with Apple. Apple does its trade in Ireland. Why would we want Ireland to, uh, to lose out to Apple? We talked previously about Zoom and webinars, and in episode 30, we talked about COVID-19 and people going to virtual conferences. And is there a bit of fatigue? And you know what, listeners, most of you turned around and replied um, to our program and said, yeah, you know, I am hitting a mixture of Zoom fatigue with meetings. I think one brilliant concept of getting fit is virtual fitness. And I have signed up to do the virtual Camino recently. Simon Lang, my co-host who's not with us today, is doing uh, the length of the English Channel. He's not swimming it. He's not virtually swimming it. He's doing walks and runs, park runs. Even his park runs have become virtual park runs. And he's doing the length of the English Channel and it's near completion. Uh, Simon will probably fill you in on that in the next episode. But I am doing the length of the Camino and have a look at this. This is my webpage from myvirtualchallenge.com. You can sign up to it. You get an app on your phone. The, the app is called My Virtual Mission and it links in with Strava and Google Fit. So when I'm wearing my smartwatch, it will link up with that as well. So every time I go for a walk, maybe it'd be a 5k walk around my local area, it tracks that and it gives me a Google map to uh, to show me where I am on my virtual walk along the Camino. And I set myself maybe 35 days, I'm about 30% through the walk at the moment. You know, I yes, each time I weigh myself on the scales, listeners, I'm still weighing out at 12 stone. I must stop eating my wife's cakes. Making sense of the world of technology from an Irish perspective. This is all thanks techie. Zoom is expanding its video conferencing hardware solutions with another new product aimed squarely at the remote workforce called Zoom for Home. Zoom is directly targeting a massive work from home trend and continues throughout the world following the COVID-19 pandemic and its timing is by no accident. After experiencing remote work ourselves for the past several months, it's clear that we needed to innovate a new category dedicated to remote workers. 
says Zoom CEO Eric Wan. I am proud of the team for continuing to think outside the box. Well, back at the beginning in March, we talked about working remotely. And I actually even said, I think Chris Nito even backed me up on this. It's like, oh yeah, well, there is some products that would be out of the box that would suit. And I think, no, this is so cool. This is a 27 inch D10 unit um, with Zoom rooms built in or Zoom for home built in. So literally you plug it in, touch screen, 27 inch, connects to your Wi-Fi or your internet wired and you can make calls by just touching the screen. I think that's what senior citizens need at home. I know there's the, the, the likes of the Pixel um, that Simon talked about previously that you can literally put it in your room by Facebook and you can um, and he has it and his mum has it and his family members have it and that works with Facebook integration but this is just purely for Zoom and personally I'm a Zoom lover I, I love Zoom because it never lets me down on a call so I think more and more people are going to get these 27 inch tabs working out at just under $600 I think it is so it pays for itself this well, it's the same price as an iPad. I'm hoping to get my hands on one of these units in the not-so-distant future and do a full review of, of this. Working aside, I just think Zoom from home. Use the word home and families. I think this is a wonderful product. I just can't wait to get my hands on one of them. The Zoom from home D10 Me is available to pre-order for $600 and is expected to ship in August 2020. The All Things Techie Podcast. Subscribe, like, and share. Microsoft has announced an initiative aimed at helping up to 25 million people worldwide to acquire new digital skills to support the economic recovery in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. In a webcast, company CEO Satya Nadella said the initiative would help take three-pronged approach to identify the most in-demand jobs, provide tools such as tools to match skills to jobs and provide a system of learning in Microsoft Teams. Microsoft President Brad Smith characterized the scale of the issue, stating by the end of 2020, there will be more people unemployed at any time since the Great Depression of the 1930s. Smith said that long-term trends would see would likely see more jobs become digitized and automated, while at the same time, there has been decades of decline in investment in employee training. This cumulative circumstance requires a principled approach, said Smith. This would comprise using data and technology to help people and focus on broad set of skills. The initiative will ask employers to do more to help everyone and Microsoft will rely on partners too. It will also draw on every part of the company and its wider ecosystem while using its voice in the public policy. At the heart of the initiative is a free access to learning paths and content to help people develop the skills and positions these positions require. This will be combined with low cost certifications and free job seeking tools to help people who develop the skills in pursuit of new jobs. I think this is a fabulous um, decision by Microsoft and we shall have more information of how to get involved in that uh, in our show notes like 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 our show don't forget to subscribe to all things techie in your favorite podcast store 
Amazon says that it will not ask employees to remove popular social video sharing app TikTok from their mobile devices, despite sending an email calling for workers to delete the app earlier last Friday. As I re first reported by the New York Times on Friday, Amazon asked employees to remove TikTok from their mobile devices, citing security risks. An Amazon spokesperson told The Verge on Friday that the email was sent in error, quote unquote. This morning's email to some of our employees was sent in error, the Amazon spokesperson said. There's no change of policies right now in regard to TikTok. Due to security risks, the TikTok app is no longer permitted on mobile devices that access Amazon email, the company said in the initial email to employees on Friday morning. If you have TikTok on your device, you must remove it by the 10th of July to retain mobile access to Amazon email. At this time, using TikTok from the Amazon laptop browser is allowed. The email was obtained and independently published by the multiple reports on Twitter. TikTok had, was recently caught accessing user clipboard data when running in the background, potentially exposing passwords or other sensitive data. The behavior was revealed because of a new feature in iOS 14, and it's unclear how long it had been present in the app. TikTok has since removed the feature, but the privacy scare underscored long-standing privacy concerns over the app, which is owned by China-based ByteDance. Earlier this week, US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo told Fox News that the Trump administration is looking at banning TikTok. It's not entirely clear how the administration would go about banning the app and said it had to, has yet to act on Pompeo's statement. Still, the confusion and recent glitches have thrown the TikTok community into a state of confusion, worrying about whether the app will be removed in the US. That story is not going away anytime soon either, listeners. The All Things Techie Podcast. Subscribe, like, and share. Now, as Zoom grows and grows, um, I really like this. You know, I... I personally think that more and more schools and universities and higher ed are going to use Zoom. Some people have their worries about security features, and we've discussed that in previous episodes of our podcast. But have a look at this. This is a new app that's in better stages, and I hope to get my hands on using it and playing around with it. It's called mm -hmm, the Better Preview. Have a look at this. My name is Phil, and I am getting really tired of living all day on video. It's so easy to feel like an anonymous head in a box. So we made a new app that tries to make this a better experience for everyone, make it easier for people to present, inform, entertain over video. We call it Mm-hmm, because I think it's important to have a name that you can say while eating. And the basic pitch is it's instant weekend update. Let's you live out your vicarious John Oliver fantasies. Yes, I know this is SNL. Uh, here's how it works. I can control the room that I'm in. There's a wide selection of uh, indoor and outdoor and animated uh, backgrounds. I, uh, I like this one, it's pretty fancy. Uh, and I can have a screen that I can put whatever I want on. I like to use this to show off my Instagram photos. You know, I have a lot of photos on Instagram that I like and I figured I've got uh, 14 hours a day on video, so I may as well uh, inflict my uh, Japan slideshows onto people as I'm talking to them. And uh, this is great, this is a good experience, but the real magic of mm -hmm is using it to present. You know, when you present in uh, Zoom or Google Meet, you have to go through this awkward dance of, uh, oh, I'm gonna share my screen, can everyone see my slides? And even when it works, you're asking people to choose between looking at you and looking at your materials, which is 
really kind of awkward and tedious. But in mm -hmm, I can present like this. I can just put up any slides here. And of course, I need to get out of the way so you can see it better. But I can just go and I can still be here and explain, 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 and change slides and important business stuff. And then if I come to a slide that has a, a lot of numbers or a graph, I can make it big so you can see it. But what I also just did is I put myself between you and the graph so that you have to pay attention to me so I can explain things, explain, explain, explain. And then when I'm ready to have you look at it, I could just fade out of the way so you can see through me. Or I could become a Jedi ghost. Or I could shrink and uh, fly and point to things like this. Well, uh, I think here's the problem right there is where things went really wrong. Uh, of course, I can use mm -hmm for all sorts of other things. Uh, I could put any window here, uh, like a web browser. So this is a great way to look at your favorite websites or do uh, design reviews. Uh, you could do live video. This is uh, current uh, CNN. And I can still go full screen and do the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3K style of shrinking in a corner and making snarky comments here. Another use case that I use all the time is phone demos. Uh, I can airplay anything to here. So this is my live phone. You can see I've got uh, 123,000 unread emails. I'm a really bad person. Uh, and if I want to demo something, I can just do it uh, just like this. And this works the way you expect. Uh, I can go into landscape mode and that works. Uh, I can go full screen. This is the a menu of my favorite bakery in Chinatown. I can uh, fly around. I can say, mmm, a load of the turnip cake, please. Lots of other things to know about. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but basically, it's really flexible. And there's a lot of features uh, coming soon. Um, mm -hmm works with any uh, a video system. Uh, Zoom, Google Meet, uh, YouTube. It's not trying to replace how you normally have meetings or, or talk about or stream content on video. It just tries to make it better. And there's lots of features coming that I'm really excited about. The main one is uh, dynamic decks. We want you to throw out all of your old, boring PowerPoints. There's really no reason for anyone to ever send a PowerPoint around again because this is better. It works exactly the same as a PowerPoint, but then it wakes up and explains itself. Here's how it works. I could just hit record and I can send you a link. And when you click on it, you can watch it beginning to end like a movie, of course, but you can also flip slides. You can flip pages. And every time you flip pages, you control me. You control whether you want me to explain from that slide or the page, or maybe you want to look at it full screen and you want me to fade out of the way. Or maybe you want me to shut up completely. It's the best of a movie and a slide deck put together. Uh, and then we're going to add multiplayer. Multiplayer is really cool. There's a bunch you can do with this. Let's say you and I are co-founders and we're uh, presenting our dumb startup idea to investors. Uh, we could all be in uh, separate rooms, but we have the same screen, the, our presentation, and it's synchronized. And so you can change slides. I can change slides. It just works automatically. We don't have to worry about who's driving, who's talking. Or if both of us are presenting, then I can uh, shrink out of the way and you can appear next to me and we can have a conversation like this. And when it's your turn to talk, then I get out of the way thoughtfully. And when it's my turn, then I can back full size. Now, mm -hmm is very much still in beta. In fact, we're an early invite-only beta. Uh, but we are looking for people who can do interesting, worthwhile things with it to really help us make this a great product. So if you are interested, head over to mhm.app and uh, sign up uh, for the beta. Add yourself to the wait list, and uh, we will send you an invite as soon as we can. And we really appreciate it. We really appreciate the help. So thank you. So tell us what you think, listeners. Do you think Zoom has more room now that it's gone into the Zoom for home area? Will they push forward the Zoom for education and have more, 
I don't know, interactiveness with slides similar to the mm -hmm app. Like, will they take it and just go, hmm, we could, we could do something like that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've said mm -hmm too many times. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can send us an email at comments at allteenstech.ie. You can also tweet AB Tech Junkies, or you can also tweet me directly at Justin or Dawson. All the details available on our website, www.allteenstech.ie. Google says it's also updating Android faster, trying to fix a long time problem. The search giant says it rolled out COVID-19 contact tracing tools to 2 billion devices over the span of a month. Google has been dodged for years with a major problem when it comes to Android, its mobile operating system. Updates to the software can be hard to implement, leading to inconsistencies and outdated features for users. The search giant on Thursday, though, said it is getting better at updating Android because of the under -hood, the hood tweaks and policy changes it's made with the software. Google said that last year's version of the software, Android 10, was running 100 million devices five months after it launched, an adaptation adoption rate of almost 30% faster than the version released the year before. The search giant also said it rolled out COVID-19 contact tracing tools as part of a joint product with project with Apple to 2 billion devices over the span of the month. And talking of COVID-19 tracing apps, the coronavirus in the UK, at least we have a new app in Ireland, which we talked about in last episode, episode 30, and you can, it's ran by the Irish government. They had the whole source code on the Irish government's website. And if people were worried about data security, it, it's a fantastic app that like works off Bluetooth that will let a person know if they have been in contact with someone that has COVID-19. And in each day you can log in and say if you have any symptoms or if you're feeling fine. It also gives you the latest stat report for Ireland. Uh, it's cost a lot of money for nearly a million euro for the Irish government to create this app. It's, and so far so good. I think it's I, I think it's doing its piece. But in England, the inside story of how government failed to develop a contact tracing app. This is from Sky News. Whitehall sources describe Matt Hancock's uh, fat boy, fanboy attitude to tech and tendency to overpromise and only sometimes deliver. Uh, standing at the same Downing Street podium where he has promised the government's contact tracing app would save lives, Mr. Hancock now admitted that it will not be re ready for the lifting of the lockdown. For months, the health secretary has insisted that a homemade app was uh, better than one based on, on the technology developed by Google and Apple. Yet, even as he announced that the government would now use the American firm system, Mr. Hancock rounded on Apple. As it stands, our app won't work because Apple won't change their system, he said, citing a statistic some believe was inaccurate, that the app's Bluetooth system, which was supposed to detect nearby phones as a way of tracking potentially risk contacts only detected 4% of iPhones, rendering it effectively useless. According to several sources familiar with the research, that number only applied to iPhones that left until they fall asleep, a subset of a larger figure. Either way, the statement was quickly retracted. According to sources with knowledge of the matter, a Downing Street official called Apple after the briefing to apologize for the health secretary's comments. 
Whoopsie Daisy. <laughs> um, I, I, I actually, even with the Irish government, I can't understand why they didn't tap in, into Google or Apple uh, for a, a product or an app that could do the COVID tracing. But maybe it's the fact that what the Irish government did. There's the source code. It's available on our website. It's independent. It's not Apple. It's not Google. It's not Microsoft. It is just our product. And this is doing the COVID-19 tracing. And over a million people have downloaded the app. So let's hope it, it continues to be successful in keeping COVID-19 at bay. But of course, same rules apply. Wear face masks, guys, and wash your hands. The All Things Techie Podcast. Subscribe, like, and share. Well, that's all that we have time for in episode 31 of the All Things Techie Podcast. I've been Justin Dawson. Don't forget you can subscribe on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. See all our videos as they come out. If you listen to our podcast, please do uh, click the subscribe button as well. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, AB Tech Junkies, or myself, Justin or Dawson, until episode 31. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Billy. My name's Owen. And I'm Rosie. I'm Rachel. And I'm a voiceover for XTS. Instead of listening to us, this could be your advert. With any of our voices. Why not contact Extreme Technology Solutions today? And let us be the voice of your product or service. Visit www.xts.ie for more information. Extreme Technology Solutions. Extreme Technology Solutions. Extreme Technology Solutions. Experts connecting you. Experts connecting you. Experts connecting you.